all right so fellas um we're gonna talk about this black panther Aww. you know what's cool about you know what's cool about this is i feel like we're not 100 percent on the same page so it's not gonna feel like you know a giant circle jerk this is going you know i think different people are on different pages i mean we haven't talked about it that long so i don't fully know what page you guys are on i don't know why i'm like super gassy so i'm just burping as i'm talking uh, i'm hoping it's not a thing for the whole actually i do know why i'm drinking this ginger turmeric drink and i think it's like acting on me i don't i don't know hmm. but oh, if i burp in the mic ginger turmeric yeah is it like a what kind of is it like a, is it a carbonated drink uh yeah i made it myself it's kind of like a health tonic but the alcohol content of this batch, I don't know why it's off the chain. Like, it's like, I have to like water it down. Like, it's super alcoholic. Like, I had a cup of it the other day and I was just like knocked out. Yeah, the longer you let the yeast work, the more of it turns to alcohol. So yeah, this this batch was uh, super alcoholic. Wow. He is gonna be too, uh most interesting man in the world, man. You have a lot of eclectic tastes and different tastes in music, cooking, <laughs> beverages, all kinds of shit. He's going to be that, the, the, uh... Yeah, it's all, it's chicken, all YouTube. Chicken wings with watch. napkins, medium rare pork chops. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember he's like, man, what's the medium... Did you, What's the medium rare pork chop? That's a new one to me. Uh, you were, you were, you were, oh, you were man, like, man, I'm going to have me a nice what? medium rare pork I remember you tweeted that out one day and I was like this piece a medium rare pork oh 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 I, I might have been trolling oh no something hey but when you hear the shit about he when you hear that shit about the nappies and the wings something's a like, tweet oh, you... <laughs> no 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 napkins napkins and wings are bad but medium rare pork chop is like some worms that's, the, that's like yeah. a health hazard yeah, that's, you did you, you yeah got, that's not it yeah, yeah. that's what somebody was gonna say me that's what I thought chicken. when he said I'm gonna have some medium chicken <laughs> yeah I, yeah no no I, I do that to, to like trigger people so then they can be like yo what are you doing don't do it so I tell just fuck with people that yeah we ain't gonna hear from T no more you're like you fucking got trichinosis in you <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be getting dewormed. <laughs> Pine- pineapple pizza. And... Yeah, T's got some. T's out there, man. Oh man, have you seen some of T's pizzas that he that he made? Oh uh, yeah. yeah, some of them look, some of them look good. Yeah. yeah, some of them do. Some of them do look good. I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, T looks like he, he he can burn, man. I've seen some other stuff that he's made. I'm like, okay, that looks good, man. Yo, you know, it's funny. Uh, I put up one of the pizzas and then Aki snapped on the cheese because I guess she liked it blackened. She was like, uh, she put a comment. She goes, what's up with that cheese? I was like, damn, people yeah. <laughs> just snapping. I think yeah. I got you on that one too, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you did get me on that one too, man. Because the cheese was like nice and white and, you know, I like the cheese like that. But yeah, it's, it's but, um, uh, you know, this thing tastes kind of horrible, though. This this thing I'm drinking, like, I drink it for like, the health reasons, and it gets me like twisted. But it's uh, it's a little intense. I mean, have you guys ever had like turmeric and anything like a shake or anything like that? Uh, or just, I can't say that I have. I don't know what it tastes like. Weird. It's kind of pulpy, almost damn near to me. If you 
good enough of it in something. I don't. It's not like yeah. it's like an orange brownish it, color. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of the main ingredients in curry, and it's got a very distinct taste, and it tastes good. Like in cooked food, but it's a little intense trying to have like a, a drink of it, but it's super good for you, especially for inflammation. Like, you know, oh, uh, I'm going to let you guys start off uh, either one of you, whoever wants to start to talk about what you thought about um, the movie. Cause I feel like I talked <laughs> well, about I it a lot on Twitter. This, this one thing. This is just one thing I want to say before we get started. And that's if you if if you want to contact either one of us, I, I hope I'm speaking for all of us with with that bullshit that, hey, man, just let us enjoy the movie. Or why you got to be a killjoy or any bullshit like that. Kiss my ass on behalf of all of us. Kiss my ass. We don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear it. We, we're talking about the movie, man. It's just the movie. No, get out of here with all that. Kiss, kiss my ass. So let me start off with that. Yeah. And, 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 and why can't people just ignore it if they don't agree with it or just mute you or unfollow you? Like, why do they have to actively tell you not to discuss the movie negatively or, or in depth? Like, you know, like they want to police what you say for a weird reason. Well, yeah, or, you know, I, don't I don't like what you're saying, it. so stop saying it. You're killing my joy. I can't. I can't enjoy it because you don't. Someone just you're expressing your displeasure, or whatever. Um, that's show you. That show you the text of the guy who tried to snitch yeah. on me for not liking the movie. <laughs> like, 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 and like, yeah. What did he think the guy was gonna do to me? Like, like, like did he think the guy was gonna come and like G check me or something? Like, I was like, what? What was he even thinking? Like, like somebody. Added that guy, uh, Rodimus Prime, that weirdo who uh, he does a lot of like um blurred podcasting. Uh, for people who don't know, Rodimus Prime is the blurred, he might have a podcast and I think he writes articles, but he was the guy who wrote um the phrase on Twitter first, as far as I know. Whether he invented it or not, he is at least the guy who popularized it. He started the phrase in black Twitter of um straight black men are the white people of black people and he didn't write the article that we made fun of that day that was damon young but rodimus prime was the one that uh was most well known for first saying it and he out of black twitter like like lit his ass up and then the usual suspects were like but he's right though you know so this guy snitched on me to him saying um Hey, you see this wet blanket? Can't just let people have fun. And what I was going to say is, how are you as a grown man going to accuse another grown man of not letting you have fun? Like, that's right. what a kid says about an adult. Or like a parent. Like, he won't let me stay out. He won't let me um, watch TV. He won't let me have fun. Like, you're a grown fucking man. Like, <laughs> how are you not going to kill me? You remember Purple Rain? Yeah. You remember that Purple Rain scene when um, Clarence Williams III was arguing with his wife? And she was like, you won't let me have any fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you're a grown man. Like, I've never let the opinion of another grown person keep me from having fun like this guy won't let me enjoy it no, so, like, 
like that's crazy. Like, I love Clarence Williams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. When, I, when I think of Clarence Williams, it just makes me chuckle so hard. Oh. I love that guy, man. <laughs> I think we watched that movie, but, but you're but, always sneaking around. But yeah, a lot of people are uh, saying stuff like yeah. that. Like, like they're like, "Oh, people won't just let us have our." And this is dumb things. Like I don't know where to get these phrases from. Like they're stopping our black joy. And I was like, God, don't stop your joy. If you like it, you like it. If somebody not liking it is enough to stop your joy, then you're either a child or you didn't really like it that much. like it as much. If you need every single person to like it, for you to like it, then you're either, like, weak-minded and, you know. That's a myth, though, man. It's just like... It's like okay, yeah, if you if he's like you don't like this, I don't like. Yeah, I don't like Drake. You're you're just a hater. No, I don't hate the guy. Just don't me, like yeah. him. You know, I, I don't have to like him. I, you know, hope he hope I hope he's successful. Like you know, in a general sense, like I don't wish ill on the guy. Just no, you're a hater. But it's, you see dudes coming up, and you mad because you you know live with your mama, or you probably you know he probably slept with your girl. I'm tr- or, I'm trying to think of the movie that I like the most in recent times and the most recent like in the past like three or four years movie that I you know I think I like the most was probably Get Out. And I can't think of seeing any criticism of it that would make me want to write the person and tell them that they're ruining my enjoyment of like I I can't even picture typing those words to another grown man. You know, like I I just can't picture uh but I shouldn't even say grown man because that makes it like a man thing, and mm. I don't think even a woman should do that. I don't think a woman should no. like, just just any adult. How are you going to say like, "Hey, I like this thing, but you're hurting my feelings well, without well, liking it too"? Like, and, and Prince's mother's defense, <laughs> I think he was whooping her ass and holding her hostage. So, uh, oh, oh no, no, Prince's mother was not saying that in response to him not liking her movie. <laughs> like, that's a different thing. He was whooping her ass. That's a whole different story. Don't I keep the heat on? He wasn't saying... Oh, man. It's funny. People keep just sending me, like, bad takes. People just want to trigger me now. So that's a new... Oh, that's what's going on? ...fan thing to do is say... Yeah, yeah. someone just sent me this take while we were doing the show. A Washington Post article, an op-ed. Perspective. Black Panther teaches women... How to show up for themselves in life and love. <laughs> it's like it's, it's teaching. They're like, come on, this is a this is a Disney boardroom dictated movie. Like this was given with notes, like, you know, okay, Black Panther has to end up in this space by the end of the movie so that he's in the perfect place yeah. for Infinity War. And like I don't think this is a not a creative personal given to uh Kugler at all. You know, he just he just came in there and did what yeah. they, you know, he followed this formula. They had a formula for him and he stuck to it. Yeah, and that's the reason Ava DuVernay had to leave it because uh, she wanted to do certain things and I guess she found it too rigid. Uh, yeah, but people are just trying to like make all these life lessons and all this stuff out of it. That's, you know, I don't think it's really there, but I mean, whatever. Um, I'll read it after the show and see if it's worth Worth, worth reading, but but yeah. Uh, so, what did you guys think of the movie? We still haven't even gotten to that. Uh, myself, I thought you know it was okay. I did not like it. I thought it was you know it was okay for two hours. You know, I, I wasn't. Yeah, I think it was I right. Thrilled like beyond. You know, maybe I. You know, I, you know, I wasn't. I didn't. I wasn't hyped up to see it in the first place, and not because of the. You know, I was being. You know 
contrary to all the people that were super hyped about it. I just, I'm not a big fan of those movies. So, uh, you know, automatically going in. I feel like sci-fi, like sci-fi fantasy and all that kind of stuff. I do. I just, I just never really got into the, you know, the Marvel ones. I liked it. I liked Ant-Man. I really liked that movie. Um, I did watch the, uh, I want to say the Winter Soldier. I liked that one. I thought that was a good one. That was a good one. That was a good one. The Winter Soldier one. Yeah, that's probably my favorite too. too. Um, I I like Civil War, but it went on like a half hour too long. Like, uh, it was like a half hour and one giant in one giant fight, like too much. Like, Civil War was good, but it it's one of those few movies that literally exhausted me. Like, when they started fighting again at the end, when they had the the three way fight between um Bucky and Iron Man and and uh, Captain America, and it was right after that huge airport fight. I was like, "Oh, I need a break. I'm not ready for like another fight." Like, it uh, that movie kind of drained me. But Winter Soldier, I think, was the perfect amount of action, drama, plot. It was that was probably my favorite one. It didn't wear out as welcome. I just not. I didn't, I didn't watch a lot of the other ones. I did see. Uh, I did see Civil War, and I thought that was okay. Um, I like I said, I saw Ant Man. I like that. Uh. I saw one. I of still the, haven't seen it. I saw one of the. I like Ant Man. I think you might like it too. Um, I saw one of the Thors. I wasn't really, you know, I didn't like the Hulk. The Thors tend to be the worst. The Thors tend to, and the tend to be the worst one. And the Hulk one, they were still figuring out there. That one, the second one they did. Uh, the one thing that surprised me, I recently rewatched Iron Man one. That surprisingly holds up very well. Like it's. A really good movie. I was surprised. I thought with all these later movies, it would look kind of dated and quaint now, but it's very watchable and very good. I was very surprised at how well Iron Man one holds up. But yeah, Thor was not that good. Yeah. Thor is. Um, one thing I was. Well, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say. Yeah, I wasn't too too. Uh, the Thor movies are okay. Uh, you know. Yeah, I haven't tried the last one. People said that one was was one of the better ones, but yeah. uh, I'm usually not in a rush to watch these movies. Really, uh, the the difference was Black Panther because I knew so many people were going to be talking about it, and I knew uh, people were going to expect us to talk about it in the show. But I was like so so on it. Like I thought it was going to be good, but I don't think it was going to be as great as, as everyone saw said. But well, nothing could live up. Let me just get it over with, especially because. Uh, Proceed this show. I don't think anything could could have lived up yeah. to that. But but people are saying it was like the best Marvel movie. I'm like, what? Like I'm not saying the Marvel movies are like the most incredible movies ever made, but I could think of four or five Marvel movies that are better than this one. Like like Ryan Ryan Coogler is is a good director, but you could tell this was his first time doing big, uh, larger than life superhero action. Like with like ten people. I don't know if, if if somebody gave me a choice to like, hey, let's watch Blade or let's watch uh, uh, the Black Panther. I, I would pick Blade. I would pick. I would pick Howard the Duck. You know something else too. Um, he's what kind of surprised me. Like, well, I guess it makes a difference. People say that uh, it takes a skill to do those big movies, and you know, even though people say they're like popcorn cookie cutter but it takes a skill and that and i agree because those fight scenes were super boring to me it's the the car chase scene was probably the closest to an interesting fight but the quick cuts the angles the darkness like none of those fights were memorable and 
I started imagining, I started wondering if I was imagining how cool the Black Panther was in Civil War. So I went on YouTube and I found one of those compilation clips and it's a clip of every fight that uh, Black Panther had in Civil War. And the fighting, Black Panther was so much cooler in Civil War. Like, they kind of gave him a unique, mm-hmm. yeah, they kind of gave him a unique fight style that was kind of like a mix of like yeah, you sent me this that. African fight style from um, Angola called uh, Nagolo. And they mixed it with like Wing Chun. And they kind of gave him like a unique kind of pseudo-African fighting style and stuff. And it was very, very clear what type, what was going on in the fighting. And when you look at the Black Panther, to me at least, it was just dark. It was very generic fighting by everybody. It was nothing memorable. It was, yeah, yeah. the fight scenes were very boring to me. And that last fight scene should have been really good. And it just looked like a video game. It was like two computer animated um, Panthers in the dark. The movie did not build the sense of drama that I expect to see in a movie like that. You know what I mean? Like, even the last fight kind of seemed anti Yeah, it was right? too dark. I, it, it was too dark to see what was going on. It looked fake as drama, hell. Like, for some reason. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess, yeah, there's so many critiques of this movie. And, like, you, you got people picking sides uh with with the T'Challa or uh Killmonger and you got so many different uh uh takes as far as that's concerned I guess probably I don't know I guess we you know I guess we could start with that and if I had if I had to pick a side it's it's Killmonger I would have to I would, I would I'm on I'm on that team Killmonger shit okay let me let me say what I need let me just say this real world I I my sentiments lie more with Killmonger, but you know, I would I would temper some things a little bit, you know, um, because I do believe in certain situations you gotta apply a scalpel as opposed to a sledgehammer. You know what I'm saying? It might require a more delicate mm-hmm. approach. Um yeah. but in the movie, uh, I'm kinda uh, I I had some problems with 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 the Killmonger character, man. The one thing that really got on my fucking nerves in that movie was the dude was just trying to be too hood to me. I was just like, okay, cut it out, man. Like, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I mean, he's from the streets of Oakland. I don't, you know, that it's, that's pretty hood as far I as know, I know, man. But I was just like, you just, you just don't, he, you don't, he don't think he pulled it off. Is that what you're saying? You don't think Michael B. Jordan pulled it off? Are you saying the actor? Are you the actor or the character? Are you saying Michael B. Jordan? Yeah, the actor. I just it just didn't seem fitting for what was going on and the 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 the, the setting and there. It just seemed kind of off to me for some reason, man. I don't know. I know it's a wild take, but it just irritated the hell. Maybe it was Michael B. Jordan. Like maybe it was. I don't know what it was, but like the whole him being trying to be super hood. But at the same time, being a super villain, I'm just like, all right, man, whatever. I'm not buying it. That, that's just me. I, I, it just bugged the hell well, out. Can I ask you guys a quick question? I didn't get a chance to look this up. Um, but somebody was making the, you know, Mario just called him a super villain. But somebody was making a distinction between him being a villain and an anti-hero. And I was wondering if any of you guys know what the distinction is 
What's um, an anti-hero? What's a I mean, as opposed um, to what a villain is? Wolverine, the Punisher, would be two the two uh, big, biggest examples of an anti-hero. Okay. Okay. An anti-hero is basically a villain that gets to play the good guy a lot of most of the time. You know, it's He's like the protagonist of the story. Right, it's like Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, you you, you did you ever watch Stone Cold Steve Austin when he was in his prime? Mm-hmm. Like they, yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like a, he was like an anti-hero. You know what I mean? He was never the baby face. He was never the one that you know was going to be uh, uh, super celebrated, and 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 you're going to have him with the kids and taking pictures with the kitties and all that kind. He was the bad guy. But he worked with the good guys. You know what I'm saying? Um, a perfect mm-hmm. example is when you like the Blade. Blade is an antihero because no, he's not, he's not fully heroic. As in, like you know, Blade, like in the first movie, especially if you remember, he didn't really care about humans. He just wanted revenge. You know, he was right. doing the right thing, but it wasn't necessarily for the right reasons. You know, like uh, he almost let the girl bleed to death, and then like in a moment of conscience, remember he just picks the girl up and. Well, her. he just had a flashback of his mother and, you know, what she might have, you know, it was a personal yeah. decision. Mm. Yeah, but he, he wasn't like Captain America or Spider-Man where they would have just saved it because it's the right thing to do. Right. He just did it because it was a personal guilt thing that happened in that moment. But he was like, being reckless. He was, he was just storming in the hospital and letting uh, doctors get eaten and he didn't care about yeah. the bystanders. Like, like that's an anti-hero where it's like, they're like just better than the villain almost just by so com- but, but relatively yeah so do you think that 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 apply that term applies to uh killmonger because mario just called him a super villain so um mario, I, would you think, how do you how do you feel is, about that is you know you're gonna stick with the villain uh yeah because ultimately he didn't display anything any kind of heroism right so at the moment you know, I had to call him. I think it's ideologically. Ideologically, sure. You know what I'm saying? I definitely. But as far as like the traits and things that he actually did on screen, you can't give him that anti-hero label just yet. Now, if he comes back in the sequel, and does some her- more heroic shit, then you can kind of give it to him. You know, but as it stands right now, I think, yeah, I think he's. Yeah. I think he's not. Um, a villain or an anti-hero, I would just put him as hero. To to me, he's the <laughs> hero of the movie, and Black Panther is is the villain. I I think Black Panther is the villain. I don't like him. I was rooting against him. Like halfway through the movie, I was like, I want this guy to die. This guy fucking sucks. He's hot garbage. I don't like him at all. I don't like Black Panther. Black Panther, you know, uh, you know what I call, you know what I call where they're from. I, I, I call it uh, Watamda because it's a country full of Toms. Mm. That place is Watamda, and I think it's, I think it's the time. I think we mentioned it before on the show, but you have to treat every show like it might be somebody's first. And there's yeah. a difference between a coon and a Tom, and a coon is someone who kind of disrespects themselves and degrades themselves and their race and plays into stereotypes in order to entertain um white people so you know you know so so, so they are um, kind of play into stereotypes and they um play up stereotypes 
to provide white people entertainment. And I don't think that they're coons. Like I kind of wanted to call it Wakunda just because it'd be catchier, but that wouldn't be fair. They weren't coons. Like a Tom. People, the only reason why I say they weren't uh, coons is because. Oh, okay, go ahead. Oh, 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 no, no, I mean, coons is a valid word to use. I just don't use it in this. In this I don't. Instance. I don't think so. Now, in this. In this instance, I don't think they would be a coon because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not they coons. don't see themselves as, as, as as the same as us. So I don't think they have a racial identity that's the same as ours. So oh, oh, I don't oh, think yeah, yeah, yeah. for that reason. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I would I wouldn't call them either a hero or anti-hero. I but, think But just but just, like, just, you know, just because, finish the point. Let me just finish the point I was making because you know about the difference between okay. Queens and Toms. Like a Tom is somebody who is all about like respectability. Like I'm going to win them respectability. I can want to hold my head up high. I'm going to show that um, Negro forgiveness, like we can't be as bad as them. We have to. Yeah. It's like Sidney Poitier, like that's a perfect example. He always played uh, Tom's. Like Tom doesn't always have to be necessarily like a derogatory thing or like a self degrading thing. Sometimes the Tom is the most respectable one in the room. It's just a guy who is always thinking, I have to be the better person, I have to be the example. And that, that means. Um, not being angry, not being um hateful, not quote unquote stooping to their level. So I felt like that was what Wakanda was. It's Watamda. It's just a whole bunch of Toms. It's like a, a country of African uh, Sydney Poitier characters, you know. But wow. yeah, yeah, but yeah, but uh, you were saying. Oh, I was just saying that I don't think that uh, I don't. I wouldn't think of them as a. Killmonger, I'm talking about. I don't. I will, obviously, I, I don't have any love for uh, T'Challa, uh, Black Panther, at all. But I, I, Killmonger, I wouldn't call him a hero. Um, I think a lot of times, I, you know, I think the title of hero maybe should uh, be applied, you know, posthumously. Mm-hmm. But it, I think that, and, and, and I think, you know, when you make an omelet, you got to break some eggs, and I, you know, I, you know. When you look at when you look at certain you know revolutions and revolutionaries, these guys were never perfect and they had all types of flaws. And you know, it's it's he's not a guy I would want to emulate. I wouldn't want to emulate his leadership style yeah. because he didn't display any leadership uh, in the sense of followers. you know um, yeah. uh, uh, inspiring followers. Uh, uh, he's just more demanded obedience. And in the long run, I don't you know. You know, you see how that type of thing plays out with, you know, internal strife and organizations and whatnot. But I mean, you know, every revolution starts off on kind of shaky ground, and it, you need a strong I, character like that. I, I will disagree with you. I think he did inspire leadership, and and I'll give you my reasoning behind it. Right? Um, T'Challa, T'Challa, to me, was just Obama, right? So he talks a good one, but he's like, I think he even says in a movie one time, hey, you know, I'm not the president of the world. I'm just the leader of Wakanda, you know, which is not that different than Obama's like, uh, you know, I'm not I, I'm not the president of black America. I'm the president of all America and always giving uh, black people an excuse as to why he can never get justice for them. And T'Challa was doing the same thing with that Claw guy. Like, the guy's been gone for 30 years and this, this general is like, yo, are we finally going to get him? Are we going to do it? And he's like, I will do it. You know, he's like, oh, he keeps promising that it's going to happen. We'll do our best. And then when the time comes, you know, uh, 
there's a chance that I kill him for all the crimes he did against Wakanda and then the women talk him out of it. Like, uh, don't do it. The world's watching. And it's like, oh, well, but the world's watching. We have to be uh, respectable. You know, the same Obama thing. We have to, when they go low, we go high. So then, okay, you get the guy in South Korea, right? So he's not in American soil or whatever. Why is the next scene claw in the CIA's custody? Like, uh, He's like total Obama. Like he just lets the CIA take yeah. him into their custody. Like, you know, yeah. whatever. So so now, not only did you not kill the guy or bring him to justice like you promised, you're letting the CIA um, get him. And they're like uh, slapping you in the back like you're whatever. And, and you're just still being respectable, whatever. Now, Killmonger just goes in, just busting the CIA's thing, takes the guy out, and he just murks him. And then... He goes to Wakanda, and he's like, you know, what your Obama wouldn't do. Look, I killed this guy for you. He drops it at their feet. And in that final scene, he hasn't been there that long, but half of Wakanda is fighting against Black Panther. Half There was a civil war just off of Killmonger showing up. So to me, that's inspiring leadership. Like, he... Delivered results to them, and he turned half of Wakanda against Black. Like Black Panther shows up, everyone didn't say, "Hey, goodbye, Killmonger." Or whatever happened, like you know what? We're staying with you, and we're gonna fight our old kid. Mm-hmm. So I think he inspired you. And I noticed the dynamic. You noticed the dynamic that they played there. This is something that a lot of people probably missed. All the women sided with T'Challa, and all the men sided with Killmonger. Did y'all peep yeah, that out? I did. But 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 they were constantly trying to paint Killmonger as like a misogynist. I I, I that's what I found. Right. Oh yeah, that, that 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 was just stupid. Like I mean, there were soldiers. He's supposed to smack them up. I mean, there weren't people. He's supposed to take it easy because they're you know women. They were they were kicking yeah, ass as much as anybody. Yeah, the best. They were supposed to be the best soldiers in Wakanda. So if he would have went in there and said, "Oh, I'm gonna take it easy on you guys because you're women." That that's perpetuating, you know, chauvinism that that would de-empower the women. Yeah, and the whole right? thing is so, they're supposed to be as good or better than men, right? So let them fight, you know, to their fullest ability. I, I didn't see anything. Now, I guess they were complaining about the fact that he picked the the uh, the, the elder woman up uh, when he told her to burn the heart shaped herb. People were complaining about that, but he, goddamn, he's the. He's doing what villains do, man. He's, you know, he's got to get a little I would, See, I, would, I don't call that a little, I wouldn't, I, it's like, hey, you got to set a tone of like what I say goes right. and he right. don't, you know, it's no, I don't want to hear what your thoughts about it. Right. And then this is why, this is where I talk about his leadership ability. Yeah. You know what I mean? He just like, he, he wasn't going to be this, you know, uh, um, this uniting force. Right. He was used to, he, he was there to get, to get the He was an individual. Play around. Yeah, he was gonna be like a conqueror. He was not gonna. I don't think he. This is just me projecting now. You know, I th- and I think it's important to note that when we're talking about the movie as it's written and the movie as we're projecting it down the line, or you know, I think down the line it was gonna there was gonna be some problems, you know, whatever. But as it's written, as it's stated, I I I don't look at him as a villain for choking or he didn't kill her. He, right. he told her what to do, and she was like, "Well, no, wow, well, 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 you know." You know, no, no, all that wise stuff is not in the vocabulary anymore. Do what I say, and you know, and initially when you're, he didn't, you know, he didn't rise through normal talent. I mean, normal channels to his position. He kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say usurped the throne because that's not accurate. But he, for you know, he came 
unconventionally to unconventionally to the throne to the throne. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, but so he had two challenges though. He was a rifle. Oh, no, not even unconventionally, but yeah. it, it, it was. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. Maybe you know what I'm trying to say. It's like he didn't come. I, I mean, he was legal. It was legit. Everything was legit. They have, but it was they have so, certain times that they allow for challenges to happen. But they didn't know, but I'm just saying they didn't know the guy. Right, Nobody right, knew right. him, is what I'm saying. He didn't come from within the organization. He's an outsider coming right. in. So it's like, you know, you gotta set that kind of tone, you know what I mean? Right. As far as like, hey, I'm running things mm-hmm. now. But also something else that to me, I don't really weigh that stuff too personally, is because at the end of the day, these are writers. There's a bunch of people giving notes and setting a tone. Like to me. They have to have him do, yeah. do well. It's a yeah, they, they have to have him do yeah. little fucked up stuff to make him right. That's a, a, that's a great point. T. I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unlikable. So, so that's why I kind of didn't weigh him doing that little stuff because it wasn't intrinsic to his worldview. That it would, it didn't have to be there. They just do it to kind of salt the water against. Well, that's what I was just saying about as far as like you gotta you know you gotta say when you're talking about. Hello. Hello. Oh. Okay. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Hello. Well, that's what I was kind of saying, you know, about taking the movie as it's written versus understanding the writers and their motivations and and, and adding certain things into it. You got to separate the two. Uh, one of the messages that I thought it was kind of giving, right? It was giving two kind of distinctly like um anti-black male messages that I think relate to what um D was talking about and it was like okay there's one of two things that's going to um happen uh you can get a strong black man who's going to be a uh, revolutionary he's going to be like the stereotypical buck mm-hmm. like he's going to have unabashed masculinity but that masculinity because the only way black men can have masculinity is to have toxic masculinity so that includes that he's going to start being a danger to black women and elders. Like, he's just a wild animal. And they chose the American guy to be that. Like, I felt it was very anti-American. Like, the American guy was just the Akata, the wild animal. You know, he, uh, elders aren't safe around him. Women mm-hmm. aren't safe. Like, you no, know, he mm-hmm. is, quote, unquote, the oppressor of black people. He's the white people of black people, whatever. Now... The noble, the African guy, the non-American black guy, the model minority, you know, the immigrant, the Obama, he is, um, he respects the women. He respects the elders. He's the guy who plays plays by the rules and pl- plays ball. Like, you know, he doesn't break the rules. But if you notice, he's weak. The, the elders have to prop him up. He's a man-child. Right. Now, the elder has to save him from dying. Then the women and the white guy, the foreigner, have to all... I mean, the other black guy, the Mabaku, has to go take him to health. Then they all, the women have to go and nurse him. And, you know, it, it kind of... He was a baby. Importantly, and more importantly, he maintains the status quo. Yeah, he maintains the status quo. But it's like either... You let your man be a man, but he's going to turn in the community and be horrible if you let him be a man. He's got toxic masculinity. Or you can have him play by the rules, but don't expect him to protect you. Right. And he couldn't really protect he couldn't really protect anybody. Like, you know, so it's like those are your two choices for a black man. He can't be an unabashed man and be your protector. You know, you gotta choose one or the other. Keep him weak. Well, and- I think 
I think, you know, when you see when you see him first become the king and he's sitting in, I guess this is like, you know, the little chamber, like every, all the elders around there talking and they're kind of having a um, a democratic kind of discussion, you know, where they come to some kind of consensus. I mean, even though he's the leader, he's, you know, he's consulting, whereas Killmonger is not consulting with nobody, you know, and I guess, you know, I guess they were trying to kind of uh, trying to make a, a distinction between like democracy, maybe but versus they're both, dictatorship. But both, they're both dictatorship authoritarian. authoritarian. Just one is benevolent. Just one is really just one is benevolent. Really, but they don't it's yeah, beneath the surface beneath the surface, you know what I'm saying? It seems like he's consulting with the tribal leaders. Exactly. You know, the other tribal leaders and at the end of the it's almost at the end of the day, this is what he does. Like he's a benevolent dictator, but he's still a dictator. I'm gonna tell you why. Because that guy won fair and square. Fair and square he won. He didn't cheat and he had him dead to rights. He broke his bones. He was going to stab him. Yeah. That old guy yeah. had to intervene, you know, and jump in the way and then get stabbed. Yeah. And then he throws dude, he throws Duke off the cliff and left yeah. his own devices. He was going to die if yeah. the, um, yeah. if the band, the, the eight people didn't take him out of the cold and keep him warm. If the other lady didn't steal the um, heart-shaped herb, then they bring yeah. the white CIA guy to go... Yeah, which is totally against the... Which is totally against the point of the whole the fight. Right. Neither one of them was supposed oh to be God. under the influence oh of the heart-shaped herb. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I mean... So that automatically... Even if... even if You know, because they try to say, well, he never yielded. He never yielded. Right. But the only reason exactly. why he's still he alive died. is because of that heart-shaped he herb, died. which he was not supposed to have. Yeah. So, yeah. But... but, but yeah, he was no. He's no longer legitimately the but, king. But, you but, know? No, but not just that. He should right. have been dead because that other guy wasn't supposed to intervene at all. So, he, so he. Was, well, he really was dead. Right? Yeah, you know, yeah, but he was he was on ice. Like he he was dead. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah you know, but, but he would have been stabbed to death right on the spot. So he wouldn't even have been alive to concede if he didn't already cheat. So, so, so how right. was he going to go back? And just say, hey, do over. Like, like he's a, he's an autocrat. He's like, listen, okay, I lost, but I'm the daddy's boy. This it, it, is mine. Daddy told me it's mine, and I'm gonna take it back. Yep. I don't care about the rules. And and what does he do? He gets um, the CIA guy to back his play, which is what the worst dictators do. That what happens is the dictators yeah. who are willing to play ball with America. What they do is they work with the CIA and the CIA will be like, hey, we will put you into um, power and help you usurp this revolutionary guy that we don't like because we, we'd rather install you because you're a useful puppet. So that's dictator behavior. Exactly. So, so once he once. Oh, that's one. That's what that's one on one that you could see that every all those banana republics they had, you yeah, know, that was, you know, that's that's well documented that that's how they get down. You know, you got these all these regimes that were held up by the United States and the CIA going in there, killing their enemies for, yeah, for them sure. and, and supplying them with weapons. And, and that's and that's T'Challa. But T'Challa's that dude. Because, see, he's benevolent when he has nothing to lose. He can afford to be benevolent because there's no threat to him. But once <laughs> things go wrong, once 
you know, he loses fair and square. All the, all the rules go out the window, and he, uh, like, like it's easy to be benevolent when you have nothing to lose, when nothing's being challenged. Like, you know, when things went wrong, he broke the rules more than um, that guy did. He he just de- demanded himself yeah. to be king again and bring the CIA with him. And, sh- and he's helping the CIA shoot down weapons that are meant to go to black people. Like, that, like that, that's a villain to me. That's... Yeah, he he's he's a bum. I don't like him. Yeah, like like so, you know, and they and they and they you know they they, they you know the other thing about it that is they, they they say to Killmonger, well, he kills a lot of you know a lot of you know black people and women, but you know T'Challa was killing his own people too. His really his people. He knew these people. These were people that were his subjects at one time. He didn't think twice about destroying them. Think about it. The amount of deaths from his inaction. You know what I'm saying? They over there with incredible technology, incredible resources all these years, and black people have been going through this struggle. Wakanda had has been at least one hundred years more advanced in technology mm. than any nation on earth. Just a meta just a medical <laughs> technology. Like how they how she prepared that everything, right? So yeah. And they sat back and watched black people all over the world get their ass kicked and die and did nothing. So how many, just by benign, just by neglect, how many people, benign neglect, how many people do you think die just from that alone? You know what I'm saying? Not even talking about how many people they've directly killed, but just indirectly through negligence, man. Like if you have the ability to help your people and you don't, that's, that's the worst kind of crime. That's the worst kind of sin you can commit, man. Yeah, yeah. So, so by, by inaction, he's done a lot of stuff. And so something I want to read, there was this good article in the Boston Review by this guy named Christopher LeBron, and it was called Black Panther is Not the Movie We Deserve. And there's a, there's a quick passage here that I think really um, hits home, right? And he talks about, I'm just, I'm just going to re- read it real quick because it ties into what you said about him killing a lot of people. And this guy makes a good point about like the double and triple standards, right? He goes, who could hope that this age of black heroes represents thoughtful commentary on U.S. racism rather than the continuation of it? Black Panther is not the first prominent attempt to diversify the cinematic white superheroics and does not thus not the first to disappoint. After Netflix Daredevil affirmed the strong television market for heroes, the media company moved to develop shows for other characters that populate the comic. Jessica Jones, about a white heroine, was a critical success. It handled its tough female protagonist intelligently. That show introduced the character of Luke Cage, an indestructible black man. When Netflix announced that Cage would have his own show, the anticipation was intense. A bulletproof black man in the age of Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown? And he would wear a hoodie and fight police? But instead, we got a tepid depiction of Harlem poverty, partly the consequences of institutional racism, but more closely tied to the greed expressed by two of its big, bad black baddies, Black Mariah and Cottonmouth. But that was not the worst of it. The ultimate evil in the show's first and only season is Willis Stryker, another black man whom Luke Cage must defeat. Stryker is not only a black villain, but Cage's adopted brother. Cage must beat his brother to a pulp, just as Panther must kill his cousin. Killmonger isn't a hero or villain 
so much as a receptacle for tropes of inner city gangsterism. But this is the part that I thought was um, pretty great. He goes, the offenses don't end, though. If one surveys the Marvel Cinematic Universe, one finds that the main villains, even those far more destructive than Killmonger, die infrequently. They are formidable enemies who live to challenge the hero again and again. A particular poignant example is Loki, brother to Thor, god of thunder. Across the Thor and Avengers movies that feature him, Loki is single-handedly responsible for incalculable misery and damage. His power play leads to an alien invasion that nearly levels all of Manhattan, and which probably killed scores of people. Yet Thor cannot seem to manage any more violence against Loki than slapping him around for a bit and allowing other heroes to do the same, even as Loki tries to kill Thor. Loki even gets his turn to be a good guy in the recent Thor Ragnarok. Loki gets multiple unearned chances to redeem himself, no matter what damage he has done. Killmonger, however, will not appear in another movie. He does not get a second oh, chance. His black, his black life did not matter even in the world of flying cars and miracle medicine. Why? Perhaps because Killmonger's main dream is to free black people everywhere, and that decisively earns him the fate of death. So, you know, I thought that was a good point. Like, for what Killmonger killed, Loki killed like a quarter of Manhattan by <laughs> staging an alien invasion. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, remind me of the conversation that was had. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, bro. No, I was going to ask a question. Is that, is that for sure that um, uh, Killmonger's no, character is never coming back? Nothing is for sure in comics. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, exactly. That's might, a good point. Nothing is for sure. You know, I mean, I guess it's a, minor, he might, it's a minor point. I just he, might, he might come back. He might come back, but it still, it still exists, though, that there's yeah. a lot of people out there who like to say that Killmonger was irredeemable. Yeah. Um, among the people who are like uh, on Team T'Challa, let's say he's nah. irredeemable uh, because of uh, all the people he killed. But I just want to point out there's other people who are darlings of the Marvel Universe that these same people probably uh, squeal oh, wait, over. Wait, you know, and, I interject real quick. Was, who the hell did he actually kill on screen? He killed Claw. And he killed the his 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 girlfriend, who herself was a villain, basically in in the grand scheme of things. So it wasn't like she was some uh, heroic figure that he killed in the movie. He killed two people that we saw. He he put he poisoned that uh, worker oh. in the museum, but we don't know if he poisoned it. We don't know if he poisoned exactly. her to death or if he just. Poison there. Well, like Claw actually shot the Claw actually shot right. the museum. So who did he kill you know, in so. the movie that made him irredeemable? See, now that to me, now that's just ridiculous. That's that I think it comes into play with a lot of what people feel about Killmonger too. And I had to actually check myself about this too. And me and my me and my wife were talking about this earlier. Is um there's a lot of anti-black, I mean internalized anti-blackness that comes up with this kind of stuff. We see him doing this stuff and we're like, Ooh, he better not be doing that. You know, he's, he's a black guy. He can't be doing that. And we see white villains doing worse than that. We see him kill two people on screen and we're talking about he's irredeemable. He's, 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 I'm about to butcher that word. Irredeemable. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, I think a lot of us have that Stockholm syndrome. Like, We we have trouble seeing on white supremacy in its larger forms in the whole system. 
as villainous. Like, you know, if it's Blade being vengeful and, you know, being motivated by revenge and being angry and being authoritarian and being gruff, like, like, like Blade wasn't democratic. He wasn't any nicer really than Killmonger, right? He was a little nicer, but, but he's fighting vampires. And that's something that we have permission from white people to see as evil. You know, but seeing white people as evil, because because a lot of us don't feel comfortable um, seeing black, seeing white people and white supremacy as as evil. Like we can see specific ones as evil, but the system it's hard for us to see the system of white supremacy as, as evil. And I think that's kind of I, I think it's a big reason why a lot of Blavity Blacks had to turn on um, mm-hmm. Nate Parker's movie. You know, and, and try to pretend it was like way worse than it was. Like, a, like a lot of black, well, black people, argue, yeah, black people have this fear of angering or upsetting or offending white people any yes. kind of way. And you know, if 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 like you said, if we have permission to view these people as such, as villains or whatever by white people, then we'll like, like every, the white people said blade was okay. Killing vampires, whatever, you know what I mean? But you look at it like they don't like white people don't have a problem, you know, lionizing their imperfect leaders. And, you know, we got, you got, we got all these guys on our money. We got monuments to them. But soon as if, if a black guy is not totally perfect, you know, he's just unfit, you know, to be any type of role model. We put slaveholders on our money. I saw somebody on Twitter arguing the other day that Magneto (laughs) had more noble cause than Killmonger did. The guy was like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? It's it's that Oh, I saw that. I saw that. And and let me add extra context before you continue to see how bad it was. Some black guy was saying, why are you guys so, why are you, you know, black people acting like Killmonger is so unforgivable, but a bunch of you are like Magneto fans and you find them complex and uh, redeemable. And then this black girl, she had natural hair. She had like that look. Uh, she, she jumps in. She's like, oh, you know, Magneto helps people and Magneto is good. Don't you dare ruin the good name of Magneto by comparing him to Killmonger. I'm like, why is she caping? And she, she was, but, but here's what's interesting about her. Here's what's interesting about her. And this is my theory about her. Especially that natural hair, that's that certain type of uh, look. I, 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 she had that certain look. You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? And mm-hmm. and her examples were Magneto from the movies that Michael Fassbender plays him. And she was like, um, he lifted people up. He did all these things, and he and he. Uh, do you remember how he? Um, do you remember how he? Uh, recruited um, Mystique. It was by uh, inspiring her. I'm yeah. like, first of all, this chick doesn't read any comic books or even watch the other X-Men movies. No, not, not at all. all. Because, I mean, he's killed like whole scores of people. He's like, he destroyed a whole... Magneto Yeah, he destroyed a whole, whole submarine full of um, a Russian army or whatever. He killed, but this is what I think her deal was. A lot of... Um, those bedwench type of uh, black girls, they like Michael Fassbinder because in real life he dates black women. I noticed a lot of black women really hmm. love. Oh, I didn't. Know he that. really love um, Michael Fassbinder. You know, like and a lot of those like 
Essence and those type of magazines, they'll have stories like 10 white guys who like to dip in chocolate. You know, and, and you know the stories that you know the stories that a certain type of black woman likes to read that makes them feel good mm. because it's it's white guys who have and he, the guy will be look on like one date with a black woman and they'll be like, Oh, I knew I liked him for some reason. Like, you know, that type. He's always on those lists and he's had like multiple black women. He's like Robert De Niro. He's dated a lot of so he's really good looking. He's um young, he's in demand, he's a high value white guy, but he um dates black women. So to me, my personal take on that was she's seeing Michael Fassbinder not uh, Magneto. And that's what she's keeping for him like that. And then I uh, responded to her uh, because, you know, that movie's supposed to be a prequel to, because um, I responded to that girl and that movie's supposed to be a prequel. So I said to her, you do realize that that's the prequel and in X3, he uh, betrays her and throws her away when she's no more used to him and lets the, you know, authorities have her. That's how the story ends, according to uh, the prequel, and she, you know, she didn't respond. Of course, of course not. Yeah, they don't come. They, they, you know, they come with emotion. They don't come with facts. Like you said, a lot of them haven't read the comics. A lot of them haven't watched the movie yeah. that she was referencing. Yeah, she didn't. Even, you know, she she. You know, I did notice one thing that bugged the hell out of me is that the first wave of emotion coming out of watching the movie, everybody was super teen killmonger. And then I said, just wait, just wait. The 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 <laughs> sheep dogs are gonna come out. Watch. And I'll be damned. The sheep, they they've been sheep dogging the shit out of Killmonger over the last few days. Oh yeah. The representation the, the representation crowd does not like uh Killmonger, Killmonger. what he stood for. They are they are trying to get the herd, the cat, the, the, the sheep back into the fence with the quickness, man. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. Um, the, oh, he was a misogynist. You can't like him. If yeah. you like him, you, you're voting for misogyny. What you're voting he for? Said he thinks uh, homophobic. People were like, what? Wait, oh, what? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Come on. Uh, 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 you, know what's funny? you know what's funny about that guy? The guy who said that, you know, the way he said it, too, he's like, you know, I have a feeling he's homophobic. Like, like as if he's a real guy that you can go into his past and find stuff. And people were agreeing with him. Like, yeah, I think he was homophobic. But see, this is what I'll tell you, right? If, say, there was like only one black American woman, right? Because he was the only black American guy. So he had to carry the weight on him to represent all black Americans. And I felt it was a very anti-black American movie. And um, what's his name? Sam Jackson wanted to be in the movie. He was like, hey, I'm, I'm a black member of the Marvel Universe. I should be in this movie. And they turned him down. They wouldn't do it. And then part of me thought, thinks if he was in there, he would have balanced the scales in favor of black Americans too much. Like, like they wanted... Um, you know, a, something specific to happen as a specific image we painted of the one black American. And I'm thinking that's probably why they didn't want to have him there. But the guy who said that uh, they were homophobic, that he thinks they were homophobic, you know who he was, right? No. Okay, he was that guy that we were making fun of a couple of weeks ago because he was one of those people who was doing the, um, he was doing the, Black Panther Challenge. He was the one that was saying that he was raising money for those kids to see Black Panther. Oh, no. no got it. 
Really? And he got two or three times the money that he asked for. And he was the one who said, and I'll repeat his tweet verbatim now so that I have it correctly. He was the one who said, um, hold, hold on one second. He said, he said people who complained, he was the one who said that, um, when people were making fun of him for doing all this stuff to take black kids, poor black kids to the movie, but he doesn't do anything else for them. He was like, but, um, Financial insecurity contributes to high rates of depression and suicide. So escapism is often essential. You know, so he was the one that was saying that he was saving kids from suicide by um, taking taking them to this movie. You know, yeah, yeah. But but think, oh, but think okay. about this. Right? I'm just going to throw this out there. So this is that guy, right? That's him. Now he's going to go and take all these kids to this movie. And he said with the extra money that he has, he's going to do a bunch of other um, things with these kids and other programs. If these kids, young personal kids, are going to have to be with him during the movie, after the movie, programs with him um, for weeks or months after, he's going to be telling them this garbage too. He's going to be telling these kids, uh, this is what you should be taking away from it. I'm the adult, you know, I'm the expert. Killmonger was homophobic, yeah. all this stuff. Um, he has a rainbow flag on his um, page. So, you know, I, I think he's gay. Um, and there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But he's going to be painting to these kids like a horrible picture of straight uh Black men, like like based on like, nothing, they, based on just because he's just because he's a straight black man, he has to be homophobic, yeah. right? Yeah, and and what I was gonna say before is the if they had only one black woman in this movie, and say they portrayed her in the most horrible ways possible, they had her being like a Jezebel and sleeping with everybody. They had her like you know just like uh, sucking dicks left and right for anybody. The hero, the villain, no loyalty. She's a Jezebel. She's she's like you know she's taking uh, money for sex and she'll change sides at will. If you give her enough money and, you know, she's she's gutter trash. If they put her like that, these people wouldn't be like, hmm, well, that was a bad character. These people would suddenly remember that there's writers involved. They'd be like, you portrayed that character bad. This is misogynoir. This is not good depictions. The reason that they don't do that for this is because deep down in the hearts of hearts, that's what they believe about black men. Hmm. So to them, this is just accuracy. You know, yeah. they're not stupid. They know when there's that they remember when there's writers, when there's um something that's portraying uh, black women or gay people bad. It's just that for straight black men, this is just a documentary. This is just, you know, accurate. And like they believe it's so bad. They'll even add things that weren't even in the text that they couldn't possibly divine that like that he was homophobic. That makes sense to them. Yeah, they yeah, they was trying to get the checklist filled right there. Oh yeah, I think he was homophobic as well. You know, they, they there's certain misogyny, misogyny and homophobia go hand in hand in that crowd. So they were getting it all. Yeah. In. Even though they, like I said, there was no indication that he was homophobic at all. So why even add that? And like you said, it's not like you're gonna go into his background like he's a real. Yeah. <laughs> Like he's a real person. yeah yeah. There's, there's no extra tie. Yeah, there's no extra tie in comics that you know let you know that. But you know whatever. Why don't you say he he raped a lot of women? You know between scenes too when he was off screen. 
Just just throw it in there. Like, why not? Right. I mean, he probably did. He's he's a big yeah. straight man. You know, it, it's 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 crazy. Um, but but yeah, I mean, the working with the CIA thing, like, really kind of kind of bugged me because okay, he, he, it's my thing, right? T'Challa, he's totally Obama. He can never punish white people. In the first movie, right? His whole thing, and people complain, oh, um, this Killmonger, he wasn't a real hero because he was motivated by revenge and by personal grudge and whatever. But to me, which is true. Yeah, but Killmonger took that personal grudge and he saw how it was part of a systemic problem and used that to kind of create a whole new larger scale um solution but the first movie that t'challa appeared in civil war his whole plot oh yeah was just getting revenge for somebody killing his father and nobody was saying that yeah. made t'challa bad everyone was was rocking with yeah. him everybody i mean what did yeah, he was going to kill Winter Soldier, too. He's, yeah, he's gonna he was going to kill Winter Soldier. He didn't care about right and wrong. All the way to the Yeah, end. he wasn't doing it out of a greater sense of justice, because for this movie, and for that Civil War, and for like 90% of this movie, all he cared about was Wakanda. He was never... So he didn't care about a greater good any more than Killmonger did, even less. All he cared about the first movie was just um, killing uh, Bucky, and then after that, trying to kill Zemo. But then what does he do at the end? He forgives Zemo. He does that Tom thing where it's like, I can't be as bad as you. I have to be bigger than you. I have to forgive. Yeah. And and his dad only died like a day or two ago. It's like when they have that Charleston, North Carolina thing where the families got killed. And then like the very first thing they ask the family in the court the next day is, do you forgive the shooter? Like, you know, the body's not even cold yet. And black people's most superhuman power is supposed to be their ability to forgive. But nobody asked that the Boston Marathon victims or the 9-11 with it's like It's like that movie. Um, you remember that movie, Demolition Man? Yeah. When uh, yeah. Wesley Snipes, he's, 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 they brought him out of the you know, cryostasis or whatever. And the, the guy who, who you know, programmed him, programmed him to where he couldn't kill him. No matter how much he wanted to, he could not kill yeah. this guy. And it's, Ooh, it seems like... Are infected oh my with this program. That's a great thing. To where he, no matter what, he had, to, he had to he had to give the gun to another white guy to kill him. Mm, Remember yeah. that? that? That's very that's very yeah. that's very Ooh, good. And, and it's yeah. kind of similar to how like in, in Django. Remember, uh, Django couldn't kill Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, it wasn't programmed in it, but it was implied in the in how they crafted the script. For some, for some reason, that's white yeah, how how it played out. Yeah. It just happened to it just happens to always play out that way to where you know it's funny. We have to either get explicit permission from society white society at large to do this, or it's it's we're stupid to their level and they try to shame you into doing stuff. You know, yeah, well we would do that, but won't you be better than us and you know, yeah, we're fucking up your people. Yeah. And, you know, we flood the hood with crack and guns. But, you know, this guy He's gonna give all those people guns. Now, who do you who who, who do you who you want to be on the yeah, side? Yeah. You don't want to be. And, they, and these seat at the table blacks, like you know, they're like, if he delivers those guns, there's gonna be no table for us to be at the seat at, or the table that's or, or the table no. that's left is no. gonna be a table full of black people, and I don't want to be at that table. I want to be at the table of white people, you know, and and 
And the example I was going to use uh, that was similar to that is there's this show called Westworld on HBO. And if you've you seen Westworld, mm-hmm. I think I've seen like one of the Asian guys, though. Was, was the, one of the Asian um, guys? No, was the star there was, it's like an ensemble cast. I'm not sure who you would call the star, but there's these robots. And to me, the robots are a lot like black people. They're supposed to be the oppressed people of the. It's one of the science, it's one of the science fiction things okay. where the robots represent oppressed people. But yeah. the robots have this programming in them that they can't harm humans. Very similar to. Um, what you mentioned with Demolition Man, like they can't see what anything they're not supposed to see. They're not supposed to see it. They literally can't see it. They pull a gun on a human. Like they can't, you know, kill the humans. And I feel like when black people have been socialized uh, correctly, um, we're the the same way. So these humans, they could rape the robots, which they do all the time. They can push them around and the robots cannot raise it. Like, it's against the programming, and a few robots eventually do it. It's an interesting thing, but um, yeah, yeah. So, so like um, T'Challa, and and I made a list of um, villains who are like motivated by like revenge or whatever. But you know, like Braveheart, um, Wolverine, and Logan, and some of the X Men movies. All the Kung Fu movies is about you killed my master. You know, uh, a lot of Schwarzenegger <laughs> movies. Um, there's that uh, Vin Diesel movie where he's mad because um, they killed his wife. Uh, yeah. Charles Bronson yeah. and Death Wish, Blade, some of the darker versions of Batman. Uh, Dirty Dozen, like, you know, they were doing th- the right thing for the wrong reasons. Like Seven Samurai, The Punisher, Django Unchained. He wasn't doing anything to um, for the betterment of black people. He was just doing it strictly for revenge. Like at least Killmonger wanted revenge and to help all the other right. oppressed black people too. Right. Like Django just wanted to save his girlfriend and he actually had disdain for other slaves. Right. But people had no trouble rooting, rooting for Django. Uh, the Punisher, Inglorious Bastards, uh, a whole bunch of Westerns, Clint Eastwood movies, like Dirty Harry. Like, like I, I feel like the real problem is Catholic movies. You know what? I, w- I would like to. I would like to say what you said about Django. I don't necessarily. I don't think he had disdain for the other slaves, but he was willing to. You know, he had a, a overall purpose, and he was willing to play a role. And I think you could. I think you could say the same thing about Killmonger to a degree. He was willing to to do what he, what was it's like. Some things were just necessary to be done, and like you know, you know, maybe history will forgive him, and maybe it won't. But in the moment, like. I think- I don't think it had you know, to be the, an either word proposition. I think he, he he genuinely wanted to see genuine change, but he also, you know, he didn't mind fucking people up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, as far as like the, the 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 only people, like he said, the only people he messed up was people on his way to the goal. And then once he got there, it was about you know doing what had to be done to see, you know, to, to achieve his overall objective. But if you rewatch the movie, I think he had the slaves on high contempt because he seemed to really buy into that one in a million thing. He talked, he talked reckless to the other slaves. Like he looked at like down on them on Django. If you watch it again, I think he called them names. I mean, he seemed to be kind of indifferent to them at the very best, but like, like I'll give, I'll give another example. Like, um, Gandhi, just wanted to be because there's real life examples too. Like Gandhi just wanted to be a middle class lawyer and like a social climber. Like you know, he he just wanted to have a nice job as a lawyer, um, get married, have kids, and get that middle class respectability. But 
white people just kept treating him bad. Like he had racist encounters. And there was one where he was thrown off of a train for not giving up his seat to a white man. And then like white people beat him up several times. And then, you know, finally he was like, yo, I'm sick of being treated like shit. And he had a lot of grudges and anger at how they were kind of shitting on him. He just wanted to be like a lawyer, make his money and, and be, be bougie. And his home revolution started out of personal slights. And if they had just probably let him just have a comfortable middle-class existence of relative privilege and basic respect, he would have probably been able to tolerate uh, colonialism. But people don't say, oh, because he uh, started out motivated by a grudge, that invalidates the bigger um, thing. I, I think the problem is people, what, they really, what really bothers them is they just don't feel comfortable with the idea of attacking white people. And they have yeah. to backwards, and they have to and backwards that's, rationalize. That's where Robert meets the world, man. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head with the right there. I think that's what it is. It's, it's that it's internalized anti-blackness in the sense that, you know, we just can't stand to see that brother up there doing those things. And um, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll nitpick another brother to death. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know, he, he gave, he gave, he gave a million dollars to the, well, he could have gave two, he, all that money he got. That's all he gave. You know what I'm saying? It's like they want to do things it's in the framework of, of a system of white supremacy so they can be comfortable. Yeah. So they're cool with the idea exactly. of Wakanda creating into the greater society, right? But they're not cool with the idea mm-hmm. of Wakanda ascending to the top of society. You see what I'm saying? That scared people. Yeah, there you go. And that's, that's, that's it right but, there. But like, um, you know, they, 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 they're, they're, yeah, exactly. You said they, no, I think it, even not, not, just, I think even the way T'Challa wanted to end up, he's like, yeah, we're going to share all this with the world and it's going to be this all, you know, tide lifts all boats. But if your boat's already up here and I'm down here, right. it does nothing to equalize yeah, positions. Exactly. Exactly. And it's I, not equity. Yeah, it's like it's like if one team has a hundred point lead, and you stop the other team from cheating to catch up. But you, st- but the first team cheated to get the hundred point lead, and you don't correct that. You're like, okay, from this point forward, we're going to play fair. And you're like, wait a minute, but that first team they cheated first to get a hundred points up. Well, don't worry, don't worry about that now. We're just gonna play fair from now on. It's like, okay, my only trick now is to score twice as much to catch up. Right. So yeah, perpetuated. Status quo. That's all you're doing, man. It's crazy. No matter how. And somebody made a good point, and this is, I think, it's kind of true. Well, the first thing I thought is, okay, T'Challa buys those buildings, and I thought he was just gonna buy the building and let people live there and just buy up the block and let people live for free. I thought, oh, that's kind of good. But then he said, I'm creating like an outreach center, so it's like, what? He's gonna teach some kids to code or something? Like, I don't know what that what that even means. But so I'm like, wait a minute, if he's buying the block up to create some kind of outreach centers or a charity like he's replacing revolution with charity like what where are those people that he's buying the buildings who, who live in those buildings gonna go is he just evicting them like yeah well yeah exactly and who can they turn to when another cop out there in oakland shoots somebody in the back you know I mean, he, he's not doing any that's all like you said feel yeah. good uh uh but, but, but liberal if- stuff like you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna build. We built he built a damn soup kitchen. That's what that's all. His yeah, mouth. So he built another soup. Kitchen. But but meanwhile, and meanwhile, what is he giving the UN? He's giving them real tangible stuff. Right. He's offering them that, that, access to vibrate stuff that they're gonna and use to fuck that. him up eventually. 
because we know how this stuff goes. We know how this stuff goes, man. And I said, okay, so he's going to establish basically. I thought it was kind of like a little uh, embassy or something, kind of like. You know what I mean? That's how I took it. And then I'm like, okay, then they're going to bring the science and the technology. They're going to bring, they're going to upgrade the hood and bring some resources. I'm like, okay, this is cool. I didn't even see the part that you went. I got up and left. Yeah, that was in the middle of the um, credits. That yeah, like those Marvel, those Marvel movies—they always showing stuff during the credits. At the you know, they always give you a little. Well, that totally negated what he was trying to do. They might as well not even have shown him go to the exactly. And you know what? Another thing about that was is like another anti-black you know stereotype they just threw in there when the kids were talking about yeah we could strip this and break it down and sell it yeah parts. that was that was really bad like some little ass some little ass kids man come and, on and, and here's, here's something else that somebody said um that really um made me think someone said he might not even really be doing that to help the kids because think about it he's buying up the exact same building where it all went down with killmonger and all that stuff what he might be doing is trying to prevent the world from another killmonger Whereas it could just be strategic. Like if I create these little things of benign neglect, you know, like what white liberals are good at, you know, if I, if I give them like these little trinkets, if I do these little charities for them, that pacification might be helping to prevent the next killmonger, you know, but, but. Or maybe, or maybe I'm, I'm thinking more like a rest, it's kind of like in his mind, it would be like a restitution for what his father did to Njobu. And, uh, and 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 ultimately Killmonger. You know, it was kind of a way to say, "Hey, this is my I restitution." Mean, I agree. I, you know, in his mind, it might make him equal, I, but you know, it's really a yeah. Pitiful, I think either pitiful. way, it's bad. It's either a restitution, and it's a very subpar restitution, or it's a strategic thing to prevent for self preservation, keeping another Killmonger. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I want to attribute that much. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know what you would call that. That's I don't know, is that cynical? That's yeah. fucking devious. That's that's diabolical. Oh, like, hey, so I'm, I I would like even the better though. I, I think he's terrible, but it, 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 terrible in the uh, um, I don't know. Yeah, that's I'm going. That's I'm going malicious. Down, I mean, I can see why. Uh, I'll talk one. I can see why some of the Wakandan why, why they did some of the shit that they did. You know what I mean? I can I can understand why. The argument for keeping this shit secret and not really going out there, put because we, I don't, I don't get that. I don't get why, you know, I don't get that fear that they had. I don't want okay. you know, because that's it was a, it was a fear of motivation. Like, hey, if they find out we got all this shit, they gonna come take it from us. Like that's that's slave thinking, man. Like y'all got shit that don't nobody got, and you can go toe to toe to me to me with anybody. So who has that fear? You know what I'm saying? Who wants? Who wants to do that, though? You know what I'm saying? Who wants to? Yeah, you could do it. But who Definitely not the black people they were spying on for years. Perpetually fighting. Nobody but, wants but, to do but, that. But he's, he, I don't and, know, man. I think they were kind of cowards because there's a slave trade going on around around them, and they're just hiding out. Yeah, like, yeah, like that's, that's true. That's a, yeah. and, I mean, it's a, the, the Arab slave trade, the transatlantic slave trade, colon, colonialization, all that. As long as we're not bothered. So, so my question is, why are we as... And they're 100 years more advanced at that time. Yeah. Damn near. I have a question for you guys, right? Because I see all these black American people 
putting the kids, dressing the kids up as Wakandans and putting it up on Instagram and saying stuff like representation matters and they're dressing the kids up like Wakandans. Not even like Black Panther, the, oh, right. the, the character. They're dressing them up like Wakandans. And what I want to ask is, why okay. should... Yeah, T, wait. Before you say that, have you seen the uh, at one of the airports in Atlanta? They actually have on one of the flight uh, uh, screens uh, flight departing from the destination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to fight Wakanda, a country that clearly hates Black American people and and shows other other contempt. Yeah. yeah. Definitely don't want you. If they don't yeah, hate you, at the least they don't want you. For you. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is the same. Yeah. No, no. They actually actively disdain. Like, look how he was treated even after he admitted he was half Wakandan from the bloodline. The half that was American mm-hmm. was enough to sully him enough that he still couldn't uh, accept him. That's how toxic having that Akata blood. Yeah, I don't know about that. That thing, because that's because the way he came in there and all that shit he was talking, you know, and... <laughs> and, still- and, and you know he's that, that I don't think that was abs- I don't think that was a, a rejection of his blacks as Mer- black American side as a, he as a- still showed he still showed up with Claw who was a thirty year fugitive that should have bought him something that you know that should have bought him something along with the bloodline I was just yeah, that should have bought him a, that should have bought him an audience with the king you know w- without being without being handcuffed. Cause he was handcuffed as well, right? Uh, I can't, I can't remember. Or was he, I remember I, he was shackled when they brought him. I, no, um, uh, um, uh, Killmonger, Killmonger. He was, he was, he was shackled up when they first brought him into the throne. Room. But here's a question. Here's the question I have. Here's a question I have. Why should diaspora blacks and especially black Americans feel any kinship to T'Challa? Like, how is he more like us? Then he is like white supremacist. Well, I'm gonna tell you. Like, I'm gonna tell you why. Because people are dressing their kids up like like him. Okay, that's because black people don't want to be black. Black people want to be Wakandans because black people, our team sucks. We want to we want to join a winning team. And yeah, if, no, if, no, I I agree with that. But people are pretending that. He's representing them because they keep saying representation matters. But yeah. well, he represents what rep- they want to be. He they want to be better than black people. They don't want to be regular black people. They want to be Wakandan black people. They want it off this team. They don't. They're tired. They're tired of losing. They they want to be. They want to be away from here, away from us. Yeah. And they understand, and because they under, and because they want to be away from us, they understand why the Wakandans wouldn't want us there. But they want to do it in this specific framework where they're still comfortable within the framework of a status quo. They just want equal partnership in the status quo. So when somebody like Killmonger comes along and says, "No, nah, we're gonna burn the whole shit," no, I don't. I don't even think equal partnership. They just want a comfortable, comfortable place. I don't even think they want par- partnership, parity, equity, or they any of that. that. They just want to be. They want to be treated nicely. They want. They want to upgrade the slave yeah, quarters. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're happy being. They're happy being mascots or pets if they could be uh, mascots or pets, and but to the right people. But but it's it's like okay, he's privileged. He's never known any struggle. He's never experienced right. any oppression. He's he has no identification with the black struggle. Like like him listening to Killmonger is like reading in a book to him. He has no yeah. type of cultural identification. And he shouldn't be saying representation matters and dressing the kids up like Wakandans. Exactly. And and 
They, they weren't like, black. He, they weren't black. Yeah, they were. They weren't. They weren't black, they weren't black in, in any real sense of just like Obama. I, like you were comparing him to Obama, and Obama is not black really in any like in the sense that we're black. You know, no. Obama. Obama's. You know, he don't. He's not. He. That's a whole nother story that I don't he's want to get into. He's not. He's not African American descendant of slaves. Like you know, no. and, and, and it's to Charlotte. Charlotte is not descendant from slaves. He has never had that uh, bloodline broken. He's from world. No colonialism. No colonialism. No. He's ruling class. He's more like a Donald Trump or a white royalty than he is like a black person. The only thing he has is skin color. Yeah, he's like, he's, he's Prince. He's Prince William or Prince Harry. You know what I mean? They're, they're, that's. He's more along those lines. Yeah. I'm going to say one last thing. This is one last thing I'm going to say, and I'll let you guys say whatever uh, you want to say to close it out. But a lazy comparison that I'm seeing, and I hate it, people keep saying, oh, um, Killmonger is is Malcolm X, and T'Challa is Martin Luther King. And... The thing is, T'Challa wants to be friends with white people. Like, if you notice, T'Challa, like Obama, never punishes white people, really, especially not for their crimes against black people. Like, T'Challa is Obama. He don't even, he won't even chastise Yeah, him, yeah, yeah. Let alone punish Yeah, at, at the end of Civil War, he settles for a heart-to-heart talk with the guy who killed his dad just, like, yesterday, at the same time that Tony Stark is trying to kill the guy who killed his dad and mom, like, 20 years ago. Under mind control, and he's not even forgiving. Like that was twenty years ago. While T'Challa's forgiving uh, his dad's killer from yesterday, Tony Stark is still holding it like a twenty-year grudge, and that guy did it under mind control. Like it's it's a whole different thing. But but um, Martin Luther King, he was never about color blindness. They try to make him about color blindness and all that, but he was not that. He was about helping black people. He knew that he was taking his life into his hands and was likely going to die um, if he uh, stayed on that road. And he had assassination attempts made on him, and he still stayed the road, even after like people trying to kill him, until it finally really uh, happened. You know, So he put his life on his line. He was not a coward. He was willing to die. He openly fought for black people. He uh, recognized himself as black. He was not an all lives matter, lift all boats kind of guy. He wanted specific remedies for black people. Like he wanted black people to get jobs programs. At the end, he was even advocating for reparations. And I have a dream speech, the part that they never quote. He even says that black people have a specific claim for justice that's specifically for them. And they're not going to rest until they're made um, whole. And, Obama was the guy who was like, I'm the president of all America, not black America. So, like, I hate when people kind of disrespect Martin Luther King by accepting that watered down Martin Luther King holiday, like revisionist Martin Luther King. Like, T'Challa is not Martin Luther King. I mean, he may not, Martin Luther King may not have been Malcolm, but he was not as wishy-washy as Obama either. Imagine Martin Luther King having the resources that they have at their disposal, and, and, and you and can you imagine him doing the same yeah. things or having the same mind? Well, obviously, he didn't. You know, he you obviously you know Martin didn't have the same the same mindset that he had. So to compare him, you know, and that's another thing with with, with black people that that kind of came out with this. You know, some black people, excuse me, 
that uh, just really made me so disgusted. And it's just this, you know, now, now Martin, that's yeah. a real hero. Yeah. That's a real hero. That's somebody that you could get behind. And, you know, like you said, they don't pay attention to his legacy. They don't, they, they accept that bullshit version that they feed to us. Uh, you know, the, the partial, I have a dream crap and all this. And they exchange that for a fake ass hero created by two white dudes, you know, 50 years ago. And it's just this, you know, I, I don't, I don't understand how they are but, so, but, but, but they even do. you know, just they, they, they will exchange the real for the fake and the symbolic. But they'll exchange the any real the for the fake real too. And what I mean by that is they'll, they'll take the real Martin Luther King and the full complicated Martin Luther King. They had like socialist values, talked about reparations, whatever. And they'll trade him in, him in for this fictional, Martin Luther King that comes out once a year on Martin Luther King Day. So even when they keep Martin Luther King, they're still trading him for a fictional character. Like, you know, they, they, uh, then, then they're trading that fictional character for an even extra fictional character. Like it's like, like, like the Martin Luther right. King that they're trading in is already fictional. Been very well edited and, and, and scripted for us to be fed, man. It's, it's real crazy. It's a shame almost. You have to really dig deep and read a lot of stuff about him to find out what he really stood for and really believed. We're getting about him all these But that's what, they, that's what they want, though. They want to be spoon-fed. It's like they were sitting around there. They were crying. Oh, we need representation. But they weren't, they weren't interested in rep- representation enough to go out and create it themselves. Oh, and, and, and here's, but, what really, here's what really bugs me to go on the representation thing. Uh, I'm sorry, you can say one more thing. I'll let you finish. Well, I just 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 to, just to cap it off, and it, well, I guess that's kind of a uh, a digression. So I'll I'll stop there and I bring it. I bring that back up a little bit uh, oh, at okay. the end because we're almost at the end right now. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're almost at the end. I was going to say, um, remember that um, crowdfunding thing that they were doing for um, to send to send the kids up. I'm like, as, now that I see how problematic this movie was. And also, now that I see how some of these people who are organizing these things believe such terrible things about straight black men and black Americans, it really kind of bugged me that these people are taking young, poor black kids to see this like propaganda and they're going to be the ones to frame it for them. But did you realize the guy who originally started it, right? He started it and Mm -hmm. became, do you know this became the largest GoFundMe in history for an entertainment event? And no. They ended up raising, you know what the final thing was? The final tally, they ended up raising $400,000 around the world. And they sent over 30,000 children to see this film. Like, Can you imagine if they had a, because they, they created a Black Panther challenge. After the first one made four times its money, they created a Black, a black, a black Panther challenge to get more people to do the same. They ended up having like about 200 or to 300 GoFundMe's around the world. Can you imagine they had a Black Panther challenge to raise money for the books of political prisoner Black Panthers who are still in jail or their families or whatever? Like, put you yeah. that Black Panther challenge, like, like put your $400,000 for all those people who are locked up for political activism, like domestic political prisoners and like their families. And I was thinking of trying to see if we can organize like a new Black Panther challenge to see. I, mean, I know it'll probably get like $5,000. No one will care. We could write all these people involved in this and they'll just block us. But, you know, but the thing that really made me upset about this, right? Like this guy, Rodimus Prime, that same one who, uh, that guy was trying to snitch to me too. And the one who said uh, mm-hmm. straight Black people are 
the whatever of white people. He wrote me, and that he didn't write me. Uh, he tweeted something that that I saw, and he said, "I'm writing this through tears. I feel seen. Thank you, Marvel. Thank you, Ryan Coogler. This was everything." And the reason I want to point this out is because oh my god, you're punk. I I feel seen. That's so sad. But the thing, and this is what, and this is what I was going to say is these people are lying when they say it's about the kids. They're the kids. This is about them. They're the, it's for their self-esteem. They're, they're projecting all this bullshit on the kids. And I bet most of these kids don't hate themselves as much as these people do. These people are trying to convince these kids that they hate themselves. So fucking bad because they're the ones who really hate themselves. They're the ones who want white validation so bad. Uh, especially with bringing these kids from the hood. A lot of these kids from the hood aren't like them. Like They grew up in these majority white schools. They were the token black person. They were desperate for that white validation or feeling out of place. These black kids from black neighborhoods they're trying to bring to this thing, they don't really like hate themselves like that. Like, you know. No, yeah. They go stay yeah, like, 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 They're going to go watch Black Panther. They're going to high five about it and then they're going to go to school the next day or Monday or whatever. And they ain't going to talk about it no more. <laughs> it's going to be that's that was it for that moment in their lives. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. all they saw it as is just a fun moment. We may talk about it a little bit at school. Like, did you see Black Panther last week? Yeah, I saw it. It was good. huh? Yeah. I like the part where they were chasing in the cars. That's it. They're not going to say, oh, my goodness. Yeah, man. I saw my. I no. Saw- he changed no, my left life. To the, left to their own devices, I don't think they will. But hanging oh. around, ha- hanging around these fucks, and having these having these fucks bring them, these fucks are gonna convince them that they hate themselves and that they they needed this. You were gonna kill yourself. Yeah. Before this uh, somebody, somebody with the unfortunate Twitter name of Hard on the Ho- Hard on the Hose. Uh, I don't support. I don't support that screen name. Uh-huh. Hard on the Hose. There's no reason to be hard in the hose, but someone with the unfortunate screen name Hard in the Hose tweeted, when I was a kid growing up, I seen many a white superhero and I never wanted to be white because of it. Y'all, y'all new niggas are fucking up these kids' heads up because y'all want to be white yourself. And I think that's a, a real a real thing, man. I think Yeah. yeah. So so I'm 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 done. This went a little longer than planned, but there was a lot to cover. I mean, obviously, I got I got some more thoughts on it, but I think, I mean, it's, you know, it's late, man, and I, I think, think so. to really, I mean, yeah, maybe we do yeah, another show yeah, another I, I, day I, I, on this one because there's a lot of aspects to this. But I mean, I guess we covered all the main. I stuff wouldn't I mind. Think, I wouldn't so. mind revisiting it because I had a lot of things I wanted to mention too. I just didn't want to make it too long, especially because I, I know we're all tired. It's late, and we're at an hour and a half. I did yeah. too. I really did have a, a few more things that I actually wanted to get into I get I just want to kind of listen one of the things that I did want to talk about that maybe we could talk mm-hmm. about another time is you know that I one of the it's not even a big subject so it just we probably could like two seconds the technology they're supposed to be so technologically advanced oh you know? I totally you know agree I mean? with that but then like you got you got these guys you got the damn armor plated rhinoceroses yes. uh they still chucking spears, man. That they was the laziest spears, world bro. building I've ever seen. Like it was yeah. Yeah. freaking death matches. 
They have an open air market. I mean, they have flying cars in a cheesy open air market. They should be like moving money telepathically. Such a kind of stock market that's beyond our like like they didn't know how to combine the two. So instead, you know, combine African ness with future. So this made it schizophrenic. Everything was either like looking like Dubai or Blade Runner, or it looked like you know some some Tarzan movie, and they couldn't figure out a property. Yeah, that's one of that's the one that's the thing that bothered me. You know what though? Like when you looked at that guy Claus's Claus Claws, his arms, yeah. his hand, that little weapon that he had, that was like. But also, how did Wakandans have a spaceship in the nineties, but have armor plated rhinoceros for before a battle? Like when I just, yeah, yeah, that's it was schizophrenic. Was that also a problem in the Star Wars franchise as well? Like they they do a lot of that kind of shit in Star Wars, you know. You have people that can literally traverse the known galaxy, you know, instantaneously traveling faster than light speed and all this kind of shit. Lightsabers and laser guns, but then in another scene, they got people riding on big ass, you know, uh, triceratop looking creatures and shit like that. So I mean, but I think, Star- I think that depends. I think with Star Wars, that depends on which world they go to, right? Because some worlds are more developed than others. But yeah. Rapid Wakanda, it's in the same place. That's what I think makes it kind of weird. Is that mm. they're in one place and they're schizophrenic as hell. And also Wakanda seemed very small. Like it was it was like five sets. It was it was like a it was like a neighborhood. It, it, it couldn't really convey any scale to me. I I found that problematic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, I'm going to mind revisiting it. So if you guys want to hold that thought, uh, we can definitely There's talk about that. I wanted yeah. to see a lot of the extra bullshit that was going to come out of it. It took an interesting turn with them turning on Killmonger as fast as they did. Though. I thought that was interesting. Oh, oh, those people, they were anti-Killmonger from the beginning because they just do whatever the white people tell them to believe. They only turned because they weren't expecting to see so many people like Killmonger. So, you know... Yeah. So they went into over. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they were ever Team Killmonger and then turned. I think they were just like, well, that was great. Representation matters. And then he said, wait a minute, people like Killmonger? Because the root had an anti Killmonger piece and it was so freaking bad. Like it wasn't even. I'm yeah, and, and I don't mind you taking the opposite stance. If you uh, want to defend Killmonger to me, I'm open to it. But it was doing that type of childish, type of snarky. God, y'all are so stupid type of sassy type of thing that they, they like to do whenever they write articles where they don't even really make points. They just sad. They, they bring up your point, then they just sass you. Then they act like they just disapproved your point. I want to see if Jamila Lemieux... Uh, She's Team Killmonger. I was surprised. Walks back her Team Killmonger uh, oh, declaration. Oh, oh you're saying she that. might walk it back? That's interesting. I wonder if she would. Yeah, it's a good point. I wonder if she would. I would keep that. Yeah. Well, once they hung that, once they hung that label of misogynist on his head, it's like okay, or misogynoir, um, as it were. Once, when you when know, we get a final episode, that's one of the things we talk about is that uh, root article and some of the other anti Killmonger ones because so far none of them are good. Like like you guys had your issues with um, Killmonger, but it was um, at least it made some sense. But anyway, we've gone over and. I'm sleepy. I'm sure you guys are too. So let's, we'll talk about that uh, next time. All right. All right, man. man it was great talking to you guys, man. Uh, and until next time. Peace.
Peace, peace. Yeah, peace. I'm gonna be. In, see you later, man. And hey, everybody, because we didn't do the usual housekeeping at the top of the episode, just wanted to remind everyone, uh, for $5 a month, you can get two episodes a week instead of one. And on top of that, you get access to all the premium premium bonus episodes of the past. So it's like about you spend $5 now and you get, in addition to an extra episode a week, instant access to like 35 extra episodes right off the bat so it's a good deal if you can't or won't do that commitment right now the second best thing you can do we always like to remind people just spread the word about the show let people know that you like the show that you're into the show and get people listening to it that's always a good thing to do and it's always appreciated and also go to if you want to engage in other in the community with other Champagne Sharks fans, check out the Champagne Sharks Reddit at champagnesharks.reddit.com. A lot of fans there. We don't run it, but it's a good community. And I am such a believer in Team Killmonger that I want to recommend people to go to killmongerwasright.com or teamkillmonger.com and get your... Killmonger was right or Team Killmonger t-shirts and gear. Plus, it's a good way to, you know, make a little stand against the uh, respectability politics that a lot of people in the media want you to take away from the movie by kind of thumbing your nose and deliberately taking away the opposite message and advertising and broadcasting that you're taking away the opposite message because right now in the media they're going heavy trying to remind people what the quote-unquote supposed right take of the movie is supposed to be so yeah check that out killmongerwasright.com and peep the shirts i if i do say so myself i think they're pretty good shirts All right, so be good, everyone, and take care. Hello. Oh,